0: Hi, my name is Jonathan Darty, and I'm the founder of Gateway to Freedom, and I used to be addicted to porn and sex. Gateway to Freedom is our workshop for men who want to overcome any kind of sexual struggle or stronghold. It's conducted over three days in a safe, private setting with professional counselors and experts in dealing with sexual brokenness issues. Now, space at each workshop is limited to ensure the highest quality of personal attention. And the workshop is available throughout the year in several locations around the United States. Hundreds of men over the years have found hope and healing through Gateway to Freedom, and I believe you can too. Our next workshop is coming up November 1st through the 3rd in Florida. You can register by calling 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or by visiting BeBroken.com. Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio Broadcast. We're glad that you've decided to join us here today. Uh, my name is Jonathan, and I've got my friend Stephen Cervantes with me today, looking sharp. And uh, you, you feeling good? You.
1: I'm feeling good. Ready to go. Turn me loose. Let's go, <laughs>
0: Captain. That's right. That's good. Uh, well, listeners, we're glad you're with us. It's, uh, it's a beautiful day to be alive. Uh, I hope that you are recognizing today the truth that God's mercies are new every morning. Um, There's a there's something about the cycle of sleep and waking up that there's Mm -hmm. a new day, it's a fresh day. Uh, So we pray that you're experiencing that. Um, We're grateful for you because we are a listener supported broadcast. So the only way that you're actually uh, hearing us or seeing us, if you're watching us by video, is through just generous and faithful donations to this ministry. And so we're grateful for that. You know, we've been we're in our fifteenth. We're going to be rounding out our fifteenth year of doing. The, uh, the broadcast. Can you believe that? So It's wow. been, been a long time. Blow but, me away here. <laughs> but if you'd like to learn about the ways that you can partner with us and help us to continue to expand our reach and continue to share this good message of of God's hope and grace, uh, you can go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link, and we are so grateful for you coming alongside and partnering with yes. us. So, Stephen, apparently health – involves more than just your spirit
1: okay right i a mean body yeah we've got, got more there's more to yes. us than that so yes.
0: this week i think you're going to be bringing us maybe some insights on how do we how do we address maybe some of the areas of of health that we don't often look at when uh, we think about psychology or we even think about christianity yes we don't think about our brains a lot do we that's right
1: that's right. So why so, don't you tell us where we're going to so go? I, I found this article. I want you to figure out how to say this last name, but it's in Family Therapy Magazine, January, February, 2019. It's called Relaxing the Brain by? I think Joanne Couture. Couture. Okay. So um, I'm a therapist, right? I'm doing counseling and and you're always talking to people and- and sometimes people really struggle. They're under heavy, heavy uh, emotional bondage. It's difficult. Their biology, their chemistry, their mood is heavy. It's hard to manage. And uh, you, you just feel for people. Uh, I, I'll tell you something. At at one point, I thought, if just pray and ask God to heal you, and that's it. And and then I realized some women were coming in depressed. And and they were praying and believing in women of faith and they were depressed. So then I started saying, maybe you should try some medication. And I mean, some people tried medication, in a week or two, their life was transformed. It's like, wow. So it sort of opened up my mind to, look, the brain is an organ, sometimes talk therapy works pretty good. Sometimes you might need to try medication for a while because um, it's an organ. They break down. They don't function perfectly. You wouldn't assume every other func- organ functions perfect from the beginning to the end. Why would mm-hmm. we think our brain would? And we make people feel bad when sometimes it's heavy biology that they carry through life. And
0: I just have to say this. We have to we have to get over this idea that um, the body, the biology – that medicine is somehow unspiritual.
1: Mm, that's good. And
0: I think there's, because I do feel like there's, there's, there's still so many, um, Aspects of Gnosticism that still creep into the church. This idea of everything physical is bad and everything spiritual
1: is oh, good. Right.
0: And so, therefore, we have this idea of the body, which includes the brain, as oh, that's unspiritual. It's, if you yeah. and and I've
1: that's good. I appreciate. You I have saying to say that. this
0: too. Whenever I've had somebody that's told you know that's told me that, especially if they're like wearing glasses, like I'm wearing, I want to say, well, hey, give me your glasses. You know, <laughs> obviously that's unspiritual that you're wearing those yeah, prescription good, glasses because your eyes aren't perfect either, <laughs> exactly. right?
1: So this article is what's called Trauma-Informed Care because I'm a marriage therapist. I love marriage. I love relationship and how people bond. But people come in and they're really struggling with mental health issues. And so I'm always studying trauma also to figure out how to be helpful to people. So in when things go well in our life, You have this good mind and body and spirit. Everything is working well. And you have a sense of peace. There's a creativity that comes out of us as human beings. We're made to be creative and to to be resilient, to work through challenges of life, and to soothe ourselves when we get stressed. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's hard to soothe ourselves. How come some people can bring themselves to rest and some people can't bring themselves to rest? and so that's the whole issue of they call it dysregulation mental and physical dysregulation i can't get my body to cooperate something's going on i want to rest i believe in jesus but why can i not be restful like i see other people resting you know and if you think about it everybody's brain is different right and i always think about there was a kid in class in front of me the teacher taught the lesson he never read he made a's Right? I read for two hours and gotta see <laughs> if I was lucky, you know what I mean? This kid can hear the teacher and understand it one time. This kid has to go home and read the book and has to read it, plot through every word. I mean the kid behind me, I mean, everybody's brain is different. Absolutely. Just look yeah. around in the class. Why do we have the top of the class? Because we got the bottom of the class <laughs> and we got the middle of the class, right? Everybody's brain is different. And so even like ADD and hyperactivity, what's going on with the brain, that the brain is functioning so that dysregulation of my mood is happening. So talk therapy is when you go in and you try to help someone downshift to good regulation so that they feel at peace and at ease and they don't have an inner battle. But sometimes this anxious mood or depressed mood will not shift no matter how much you talk and pray and cry out. And so then we have to think about the brain. What is the brain doing? Um, Because a brain can compromise and hinder this, um, this ability to rest or create or be free or live by design. So so what's happening now is people are talking about mindfulness, right? Have you noticed mindfulness is growing, yoga is growing, meditation is growing. So that's on the secular side. But what's growing on the spiritual side? Contemplative prayer is growing, and they call it inner healing prayer, freedom prayer. How do we use prayer, and how do we use tools to quiet the body, to relax the body and quiet the mind. Mm -hmm. And so different scientists are studying the brain. And what, what you find is some people have been hurt so bad that the brain buried what happened to them. And you can call it the unconscious mind or buried in the past or outside my awareness, but it's buried back there. And sometimes at the Gateway Weekend, we invite men to tell their story. And I said, okay, tell, tell your story. And the man immediately started crying. He said, I have run from my past my whole life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell my story. I don't want to look back. I mean, you could just see the fear and panic in him. He was so overwhelmed by the pain and suffering. And he thought, if mm-hmm. I can just forget it, I can live okay. <laughs> so we're scared, and we have old stuff that's impacted us. Now, there's a researcher called Vandekulk, and he studies the limbic system and the amygdala, and they are the part of the brain that does fight or flight. We all know that, right? And they say the limbic system uh, is a big part. The amygdala is the fight or flight part, and so sometimes the amygdala goes off, and you get scared, and you get panicked, and, Mm -hmm. and it can go off on its own. It can go off too much. It can go off inappropriately, and well, why is the brain doing that? There's no fear, but right now I'm afraid. I'm sitting in my home at peace, but I feel like somebody could be breaking in. I have that much fear, but nobody's breaking in, and the brain is misfiring. So the thought is that talk therapy isn't always able to quiet that part of your brain because there's been a trauma that happened to your brain. And when the trauma happened to your brain, they call called neural networks that set up fear-based patterns. And so these networks got formed, and fear got woven in, and now that fear will fire sometimes when it's inappropriate. And the whole network will go off when it's like there's nothing to be fearful of. But my anxiety is high, I'm feeling anxious, I'm anxious, I'm anxious. And it's just like the brain misfiring when it doesn't need to. And it's because the brain experienced the trauma. You want to say anything? Or you well, I was going to say a
0: lot of what you're describing right there sounds like what the symptoms of a panic attack are like, right? Yeah. There's something that might not even be a triggering or precipitating event. That's right. But your brain fires in such a way that then you can't breathe and you feel like your heart's
1: stopping and you're. you you know you're, Yes. And you're going to die. Your heart's racing and it's like, what's going on? I've got to do someday. I have this energy. You want to crawl out of your skin but there's no reason to be, but it's, but it's a yeah. panic attack right in the middle, and your brain is misfiring. That's a great example. So it lists all these techniques, and I, I don't really want to go into all the techniques. I just want to propose this idea that sometimes when we're talking, people have to be mindful that, that the brain is at work and people dysregulate their, in an emotional sense, and things happen they don't understand. And it's okay to to at least start with accepting of yourself and your biology, because it's all different. Mm -hmm. Because if you start to trash yourself for being wired the way you are, then you try to live uh, above it, avoid it, ignore it, but it's like we have to learn our body, our brain, our biology.
0: Yeah, I think there can be a ton, a ton of shame Yes, that is is associated around this, and sometimes even even well-meaning Christians can um, continue some of that shaming that they're not even intending by creating this idea that a mature, wise, good Christian just doesn't have. There's a whole like line of or a whole you know list of. Problems that we would say that would not that would not be present in a in a good Christian, you know, somebody that's right. really following Jesus. Yes, I I used to believe that for the longest time about my own struggles on and off with depression and anxiety, just thinking I'm just man, I'm just a less than Christian. The yeah. fact that I can get in these seasons where I've got some of those panicky feelings and some of that anxiety, and just thinking, man, if I just had more faith, i might, yeah. something must be wrong. And I just want our listeners to hear like let's just speak against that shame. Amen. There is no shame. Amen. You're 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 a being made in the image of God. Amen. You're a being that's made physically, spiritually and emotionally to bear God's image. Mm-hmm. And so therefore we know that in a sin sin stained world that there's brokenness in all of that. But that does not change the goodness or the value of your being made in the image of God. That's good. Um, So we need to start there, I think, in terms of the identity piece is so important. Even if your biology is firing in strange ways and and you're feeling certain things that have no rational component to them, we're not going to shame you on that because you're still made in the image of God. And Amen. I think that's important.
1: So this article goes on to say, sometimes people want to go into your past and your past and your past. And and the dilemma is we dysregulate, we get emotionally overwhelmed in the present. And it's just like talk therapy about the past isn't going to really help right now. Mm-hmm. I need good skills to practice bringing my body to rest. The article says that, all these pathologies of anxiety and depression and overwhelming fear and panic has a trauma from the past associated with where, where the brain was programmed poorly. Something happened in the brain. And so, um, so now they're trying new things. There's something called neurofeedback where the whole point is to get your heart rate and your system to bring, when it's stressed, to bring it back down. They put monitors on you. There's a new system where they're using tones in the brain to listen to different tones to try to get the brain to interact, different parts of the brain to interact better. There's stuff called EMDR where they're trying to stimulate right brain, left brain, right brain. Get the whole brain to balance out because they think, Trauma is stored in one part of the brain, and resources are in the other part of the brain. And when the trauma part goes, the resources are offline. How do you bring resources and trauma and bring them to a restful place, you know? Mm-hmm. So those kinds of things. Um, and, and the idea of how do I quiet my amygdala? Because it's almost like I have a frightened brain right now. It's, and you know, the whole idea of when you get into anxiousness to, to be respectful and to this may sound funny, but even say to your brain, Okay, Brain, you're firing a lot of energy right now. I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot of anxious right now. Talk out what's going on. And Brain, I need you to help me rest right now and talk to God and, and your body and self and And I was gonna say this is why I think we have to remove the shame from this element,
0: because I do think one of the the most powerful components of us being able to respond to these symptoms well is relationship. And the thing is, because I think we have so stigmatized certain symptoms as like unchristian or unspiritual or whatever, Mm. we've shut down people being able to have any kind of conversation with somebody else about that. So in other words, husbands and wives aren't talking to each other about their, their struggles uh you know m- men are not talking with other men about their fears or their anxieties women are not talking with other, you know what i mean so we've we've shut down certain parts because we're like i couldn't bring that up in a bible study because then i'd
1: look like the the weak the weird you christian yeah faith that is so sad to me when they say what well, if you had more faith you would right. just heal everything because i'll tell you what i get god relationally i get it i i'm in relationship i love my relationship I don't get God as the healer mm-hmm. because he heals what he wants and he doesn't heal. And he wants yeah. you to suffer. You suffer. It's like, he, he doesn't make much sense to me, but people act like, well, you put a quarter in the box right. and the healer <laughs> shows up and you get the healing. Just tell him, just ask him to pray. He wants to do it. It's like, right. I don't get that. that. That's not how my world works. God is not like a God in a box that you can go, you know, I actually
0: think the ones who say have more faith are actually demonstrating weak faith.
1: Oh, how interesting.
0: Because they're having this very uh, consumeristic view of God. I just increase faith. God does whatever I want. It's like, right, no, right. God doesn't operate that right. way. You know, We're not the God. He is.
1: Right. And there was, there was something and there. Were, an article I was reading about the Dead Sea Scrolls and how the interpretation in the very beginning was, if you do right, God always responds with right. And then later, they had a different interpretation. Because right. sometimes he lets you suffer. Exactly. It's for your growth. Or he needs you to to practice faith in a dark place with somebody who doesn't have any faith mm-hmm. and make him look good. I mean there's all these we don't get God, we don't get what he does. Exactly. So so the whole idea that you don't have enough faith, could we just all drop that please? Yeah. Drop that you know? and drop shame, right? Let's yeah, exactly. So what we're trying to do is interrupt the cycle of trauma repetition because the brain does this repetitive thing over and over again and if you pay attention to your body you'll see a pattern that's happened and it repeats over and over and they're trying to figure out how to get rest instead of bad repetition, trauma response from the amygdala. And I know I'm saying this in sort of a vague way, I'm not an expert at this, but I love this. Uh, We want therapists to understand that trauma is an injury to the brain. Mm-hmm. It is not an illness. It's not sickness. It's not weakness. It's not character flaw. If you experience any trauma, your brain got shaped and injured. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Because we don't usually think you could injure your brain. You could, sh- your brain could be shaped, and later you would have to battle that yeah. bad wiring in the brain early, and now you you fight it as an adult.
0: Yeah, I think that's good because it puts it in a different framework. I mean, if I if I walk out of my office today and I sprain my ankle, um, I'm not going to look at the healing process of that in the same way that people might look at... Like, in other words, is somebody going to come up to me when I go to the emergency clinic when I've got a really bad sprain and say, you need more faith for that healing of that right. ankle? Like, no, I've injured my ankle. This is not about... Uh, an illness or something it's like I need to put ice on it I need to wrap it up and I need to you know there's healing that needs to happen yes if we can put maybe what we're talking about here kind of in that framework of like there are some things that that when we think of injury well how does that reshape what we think of what healing looks like in the brain Mm
1: -hmm. versus these very super spiritual phrases or or right does that make sense? Yes, because they say the frightened brain, the overwhelmed feelings, and then they talk about the wild one, mm-hmm. the wild one part of your brain. And they're saying we have to become like brain whispers <laughs> so that we can quiet our own mind and bring yeah. our system to rest. and And it doesn't happen by fighting it. It happens by pressing into it and saying, okay, fear, you're here. Okay, God, show up uh, because fear's here, and so I'm going to sit here. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to get worse. I'm not going to panic. Okay, nervous energy, you're here. I've lived with you before. Yeah, I still love God, and I got nervous energy, and I'm going to do everything I can to bring my system to rest. I might walk. Pray, do anything restful because you have to become your own brain whisperer mm-hmm. that comes off the horse whisper if you don't know. Go yeah. to where the guy quiets the horses, right? Or the dog whisper where he quiets the dog. We have to become brain whispers because we have to be wise stewards of this. Mm-hmm. He gave us this body. He gave us this brain, right? He wants us to be a steward of
0: it. Yeah, and I almost think what if it look what would it look like if we simply said can we can we ride the waves of these symptoms rather than constantly fighting yes, them? Because yes. I think it creates more um, exhaustion in our in our resistance or ignoring yes. or denying. That's really I think what we do a lot of times. We deny it because we're not going to tell anybody about this, and so it's like because I don't want to I don't want anybody to think that I'm the weak, the bad Christian, the one that doesn't have any faith. And and so we're denying, denying, we're fighting, we're instead of going, what does it look like with Jesus mm. to ride the anxiety, Amen. to ride the fear, it. to you ride, you know. That's
1: right. And to not add more fear. Right. Because we're already anxious, let's add fear. Right. But if you say, okay, anxiousness, I heard this lady say one time, she got up to speak and she said her body started racing and she felt that feeling of anxiousness. And so she said, okay, anxiousness, you're here. Why are you here? Oh, I'm going to give a talk. Good job, anxiousness. Thanks for reminding me. It's time to be anxious. Be on guard. <laughs> uh, all systems to the front, right? Let's let's learn our biology, our, our brain. Let's learn our mood so that we can do what you said, ride them instead of resist them. Now,
0: I think there are some, uh, when, since we are talking about body, right? Yes. I think there are some very practical things that we can take into account. For instance... If I'm saying I want to try to bring, I want to be my brain whisper, right? I want to try to bring my brain into 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 rest and balance, but I am going to be, you know, pumping five pounds of sugar into my body every day. Well, that's yes. counteracting the brain whisper, right? So I think there's also just some very practical things of like, what does just good stewardship of this body look like from yes. a health perspective? Yes. Like, am I eating the right nutrition? Am I putting the right nutrients into my body for the best possible outcomes from my brain? I'm not saying that that's going to be the the panacea or the, the you know the magic thing, but you know what I mean. We we can do things that really can make it much harder, or make it easier yes. for us to be the brain whisper.
1: Good. So there's four things I'm going to close with. You might have had some injury to your brain in trauma. It got woven into your neural network. It exists at the cellular level. So it's part of your biology. And it's a repetitive pattern that was woven in, a repetitive trauma pattern. But God is bigger than all of this. I Mm -hmm. mean, this this is just a challenge, right? Yeah. And the greater our awareness, and I love this article because it helped me realize sometimes just talking and saying positive things or the future will be better and just don't think like that. Some of the talk things we propose don't work. Mm -hmm. We have to use better tools to help our systems get to rest so we can operate. And and I think that's important to to
0: hone in on. I think what we have done is previously, the, the old model has this idea that if I have any of these symptoms, any of these what you might call afflictions, that the goal is eradication. Yes. What if the shift could be, no, the goal is peace?
1: That's right, and rest, amen. So the
0: idea here is, can I have peace and still have a an injured brain? Can yeah. Can I have peace and still have some things that are out of whack? Can I have peace and still be in the midst of suffering? That's it. Can I have peace and still have difficult relationships? Can I have peace? You know. So the idea here is not saying, I need perfect biology, perfect brain. I need eradication of all possible brain injury symptoms. Yes. It's more of like, what does it look like to invite God and invite some trusted people into that space to say, how can I have peace and rest? even if and even when all these things still exist in
1: my life. And, you, and there's an acceptance level to what you're Absolutely. saying. Absolutely, Okay, God, this is the brain you gave me, and this has been my life. So if you're God, be God right here, right now. Let's do, I want the best right here, right now. And that is connection, right? Attachment, uh, bonding, restfulness, ability to enjoy your creation, to go and play and be free and peaceful. I mean, that's what I'm pursuing in my being. Mm -hmm. And I start with what I got.
0: Yeah. So I would encourage you listeners to um, maybe even do some of your own research on things like inner healing prayer and freedom prayer and some of these kind of things, because those can be helpful tools for that idea of kind of the brain whisperer and just starting to quiet your own system.
1: And contemplative prayer now. Yes, add that to the list.
0: But please, uh, let's stop shaming it's right ourselves for our our brokenness. Um, that doesn't do any good. And let's also then learn what it looks like to to ride
1: with Jesus the waves Amen. of our symptoms, um, and, and get help too. Right? Yeah, if absolutely. Medication would Go help to your you. doctor. Hey, that's right. Do some research. Right. Open yourself up and say, God, lead me. Yeah.
0: If you'd like more help from us, we'd be happy to to come alongside and help as best we can. Just go to PureSexRadio.com or hit us up on Twitter at PureSexRadio. And until next time, have a great week. We'll see you next next time on the Pure Sex
1: Radio broadcast. Thank you. God bless.
0: Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at PureSexRadio.com.